This is the Benefits Buzz Podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits. Brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up, and let's get buzzed! Hey everyone, it is Benefits Buzz time. I'm your host, Eric Piela, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Hayden Gothy. Nice to be back here, Eric. It is nice to be back here. If, you, if you're watching our YouTube version of the podcast, we are live on set coming from Hollywood, Florida at our large partner conference called Spark, and I cannot wait. We're taking advantage of all these great speakers who are here. Literally, our guest who is with us today was just on stage, gave a riveting keynote presentation, and we thought, Ken, you got to come and jump on our podcast. Of course, I'm talking about the person sitting right next to me, Ken Schmidt, former director of communications at Harley Davidson. Ken, welcome to the Benefits Buzz podcast. It's my life's dream is being realized right now. <laughs> this is great. Ken, you were so great on the stage earlier today. You know, I, oh, it kind you. of occurred to me when we were walking into the, the studio to record this that, you know, is this going to work with chairs? Oh, you locked down to it. If you really need to get up, you know, just let us know. Well, this is great. So, you know, you gave a great presentation about the power of brand and the need for companies to, to humanize, right? And because we're not wired to be loyal to products or services, but we Absolutely. do find loyalty in people and the humanity of it all. And so, first, I, I want to talk about, we'll get to what does that mean for HR pros, but first I want to talk about why are you so passionate about this topic? Uh, I know it was part of your job, but I've seen now, you present. You're passionate about it. Uh, I love the, the topic of loyalty. I love talking about loyalty because it's so mysterious to yeah. people. And, and, and they think that it's uh, a concept that wouldn't work at their business. Sure. Or even you know, in their own life. I can't make people loyal to what I do because what I do just isn't cool enough. Right. Or it's dull or pe people don't get it. And we say, no, this, none of that's. True, and that, that, that's what I love to talk about, is we can, anybody can build loyalty just by, and you, you mentioned it a minute ago, that's it. When, you, when we humanize things, mm -hmm. we allow people to see our passion and our commitment. Well, I'm gonna allow them to see our humanity and kind of celebrate that humanity, people come back for more, and that's all loyalty is. Right. Well, loyalty is a big topic right now, especially like in oh, the midst yeah. of the Great Resignation and yep. so many employees kind of rethinking really what they want to do with their careers and their lives. Um, can you kind of tie this this topic back to our audience of, of HR professionals and benefits professionals? Absolutely. I mean, I, I look at the the, the big quit. It, it, virtually every business I talk about has, has, has struggled with this. And even in the years prior to the pandemic, people say, we have such a hard time attracting and retaining people. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, like the people that leave, why do they leave? And well, you know, they're, they're getting more money somewhere else. And I say, like, do you really believe that? You think that two weeks from now, but because they have a slightly bigger paycheck, that their life streams are being realized? It's my very strong belief. You know, uh, somebody offers you a gazillion dollars, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. you're going to go. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's be honest about that. But at the end of the day, my feeling is always is that people leave any environment where they don't feel like anyone's looking out for them, yeah. where, where nobody is building a warm, giving, you know, affectionate, if you will, human relationship mm -hmm. with them and employees who feel like they've been abandoned or they're just a cog in the wheel. I don't know what people expect of me here. I don't know. I, I show up, I work my butt off and nobody notices. And you say, well, that's because everybody's working their butt off, right? Nobody is, you know, sitting up in the ivory tower with binoculars watching you right. 24. It'd be great if that were the case, yeah. but, but they're not. So businesses do, though, and HR is such an obvious 
Spofford have opportunities to create that kind of human relationship, that human warmth, you know, humanity and compassion and infectious enthusiasm. And when people notice that and they feel it, they hang around for more. Somebody here cares about me. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about it in your keynote, just about how people, you know, about, look at me, what about me, right? Yep. We talked about like, it's not selfish to think if the world revolves on you because that's all we know. I love the way you, you gave that perspective and that's so true, right? It's very true. Um, and so when we talk about that and you think about that perspective, um, I love your thoughts on loyalty, but I feel like people are still missing something. So what is the most common things that you hear people like, yeah, yeah, I get loyalty, I know that. But I know with your research, you've, you know, what are some things or advice you would give the HR pros to really, when you're really thinking about loyalty, what does that really mean to the individual? To, to if I'm working in HR, and I'm thinking like so many people do in HR, because they're, you know, a function, of, a function within a bigger business, that, that my job here is to serve that function. And when people have questions about their, their, their benefits or need some guidance on the benefits, well, that's what I'm here to do. And see, what, what my take on that is, is we have to look bigger than that. Mm. Uh, because, you know, everybody in a business serves a function. If we want people to uh, like us as humans, seek us out to take our advice, right? we need to be human with that. We need to speak in language that they understand. Right. We need to acknowledge that people typically won't admit what they don't know because they're gonna feel embarrassed. Yeah. I'll look dumb if I ask questions about things like insurance and investment, things that I, I know absolutely nothing about. Right. And here's a person sitting right across from me who probably has answers to this, but I kinda don't wanna admit that I don't know. So I think if the HR people say, look, I'm not here to serve, I'm here to, to delight. Yeah. If I do that first, if that's what I'm focused on, the person will be more comfortable asking questions, uh, way more comfortable taking our advice. And if we personalize that advice, geez, you know, when, when I was you, you know, I had a big problem and I didn't mm -hmm. think I needed insurance. And then, you know, I broke my arm and it, you know, <laughs> right. I, I spent three times as much on that as I would have if I bought the insurance. It's it, it just that personal story thing that resonates yeah. and that people remember. And do you see that connection between like benefits too, in terms of that building that loyalty uh, for employees? I mean, there's a real opportunity really for HR professionals right now, especially with so many employees saying that they are really depending on their employers to really support them through their benefits. You can really do that. You uh, you absolutely can do that, but at the same time, when, when benefits are seen as uh, as a given, mm. well, of course, you know they're going to offer me benefits. So doesn't everybody? And we say there's tremendous value and stickiness in employees understanding what those benefits are uh, when they understand that that is not an entitlement it's that's a company making an investment in you you've got extraordinary opportunity to tap into this and take advantage of it why because you're important to us we want you to stay here right. let's talk about this oh people will say hey you know what this is pretty cool stuff i talk to a lot of people a lot of college kids people that are just out of school and they will universally say I'm gonna get in a job you know who do I get to talk to about getting promotion <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you haven't even started yet yeah, right, right, right. So you, you gotta get it gotta get on the practice squad first and and, <laughs> and work your way up and they'll also I don't I don't want insurance I don't want to have to pay for it, uh, it that, and I take all of that as a person I don't understand I don't understand this I've never had to think about it right. once in my life or I got 40 years 
45 years, maybe 50 years in the workforce to worry about my sure. retirement. And that's not that people aren't willing to, to be forward thinking. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to me over time? How am I going to provide for my family when I retire? That's their way of saying, I don't understand this stuff. Right. And it, scares me. it sounds like you're sucking money out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. I need that money now. Right. Well, you're actually getting a raise by taking advantage <laughs> of this stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> yep. No, that's great. I think um, a little bit of what you're talking about, there's two things that, that stood out to me is one, right? having them understand the value, right, of what it is. And two, I think you talked a lot about this idea of people drawn to the others that are visibly uh, authentic and excited and passionate, passionate about, right, was the word, that was right, the passionate word. And I think when we talk about benefits, not only is it the benefits that we have, but the experience around, mm -hmm. right, the benefits or experience of that. And a lot of that comes through the passion that you would see with your employer. So I think it's more than just what you offer, but what is the experience in getting those benefits? I'm right? so glad you said that because a lot of people say, well, I can't make somebody passionate about writing code, or I can't make somebody passionate about working in the mailroom. So that's not what we're talking about. We as people, we exhibit passion, exhibit passion for what we're doing, right. not what we're representing necessarily. Yeah, HR is the greatest. Gonna have a hard time getting you know the, the, everybody else to buy into that. Right. But a passionate person mm -hmm. or a group of passionate people or a department of passionate people uh, is going to be infinitely more attractive, right. uh, and people feel infinitely more comfortable around that than you know knock on the door, come in, and I have some questions about my benefits to somebody who's sitting behind their desk looking very stern. Right. Uh, uh oh, uh, this isn't going to be a good conversation. And so people back away. It's kind of, you know, I talk a lot about repellent behavior. Yeah. Sitting, being task focused is repellent behavior to somebody sure. who doesn't know you. Right. Oh, I'm taking this person's valuable time. I'm going to ask really dumb questions. So therefore, I will walk out from the conversation as uninformed as I was when I walked right. in. And gee, that could have been so much better. Right. Well, it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about here is really company culture and it, building a culture of mm -hmm. approachability Thank you. And, yep. and education where people are comfortable just talking to anybody about anything. And, and the, the, really the HR teams around them are giving themselves time and making themselves available. Uh, the amazing thing that I have found is that when businesses and the leaders of business come to understand, like, look, Everything that everybody knows or recognizes or believes to be true about us is a reflection of our culture. And our culture isn't what I, as a leader, you know, dictate it to be. Our, this is who we are. If we as a business decide that we are going to make being visibly passionate, being enthusiastic, speaking language that people understand, right. delighting people and make that the lifeblood of our business, that's not the desired behavior here. It's the expected behavior. It's right. what we do. It's the behavior I, as a leader, and my co-leaders are going to exhibit every day. People get that message pretty quickly. Well, you know, I need to be doing this mm -hmm. too. Uh, and the beauty of, and it, it sounds overly simplistic, of passion is it is an instantly modeled behavior. Hey, it's way more fun to hang around with people that look like they're enjoying what they're doing than right. it is to stand around and commiserate and stare at the floor. Uh, and do it one. Hey, that feels good. Right. That feels good. I like these. These guys are fun. You know, I thought they were just HR <laughs> mm -hmm. people, but they're kind of cool. Right. Bing. Right. 
No, it's interesting. And I see a lot of parallels between the marketing and brand work that you do with, with what HR professionals are really doing, especially in this job market. And you talk about, you know, when everyone's saying we've got the best in class service and everyone's saying we've got all these great benefits, we start to tune up because yep. it doesn't mean anything anymore, right? And so I think what I would love to hear from you is what, what tips then do you have for someone? Uh, again, is it really how you communicate the humanity behind your company and that culture? in addition to the benefits, because you don't talk about features, like Harley didn't talk about, he used to, and you realize that wasn't working anymore. And so I wonder if there's a parallel there between how we're communicating the benefits in the culture, and really, do people kind of hear that and go, yeah, yeah, everyone's saying that. So how do they, how do they stand up? The amazing thing is, is that too many businesses, too many people within businesses don't focus on what I call, or remember and repeat. If somebody can't remember what I just told them. First of all, it means I didn't tell them anything, but secondly, it means they can't tell others, their coworkers, right. their friends, whatever that is. So if I'm looking at every encounter as, uh, and this becomes eventually ingrained in your, into your DNA, is if I can be delightful in front of this person who may not be expecting it, they'll notice that immediately, but if I give them the expected language of business. Now let's review some of the features and benefits of these various policies here, see if we can find one that's going to best suit the needs of yeah. you and your family. That's exactly <laughs> what I they expected. I almost fell asleep when you were saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> That person's not going to run back and think, oh, we're talking about right. options that are going to best serve me and my family. See, the faster we focus, okay, what do I want this person to remember? What I want you to remember is I'm 100% here. For you. I'm going to make your life easier. Okay, let's take this burden off of you share it with me. Right. We'll do this together. Uh, Paul, yep. it's, you, you will see this as something valuable instead of something that you're just doing because it's a task. And then people, you know, uh, people tend to not understand their benefits. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I ran a company with a lot of employees. And I went, kind of like, how difficult is this? And I said, well, <laughs> well, you know what? It's like, it's like you know, when engineers talk to me, I don't speak that language. Refer, I don't yeah, do the math. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is the same thing. If I don't think about it, I don't live it you know, 50 hours a week like an HR person does. Right. Of course you understand all the language and the nuance and the, mm -hmm. and the subtlety and how to apply all that. Paul, make it easy for me, but also always be thinking, this person's gonna go back. They're gonna talk to their coworkers or their friends or even their families at home. If I could control what they're saying about mm -hmm. me personally, well, I should do that. Well, you can do that. Well, I see another parallel too, really, with what you were talking about earlier with with brand loyalty and just the you know you've talked so much already about humanizing the brand. Yeah. You know, what kind of a role could storytelling play in that part and just communicating the value of mm -hmm. benefits? Like you were saying, like, oh, if you enroll in this benefit, you're going to save X amount of dollars over mm -hmm. time. Would it be more valuable for an HR person to possibly position something like that with their own personal experience or somebody else's personal experience? Uh, storytelling to me fa falls directly under the the, the headline of humanization, experience, what we remember. Again, the, the numbers and the data and the features and the benefits, we're not going to remember. But if you are personalizing the, the, the decision path that you were on, or, you know, hey, a bunch of other people started this week, and here's kind of the questions that, right. that they had. And I get that because that was me at one time. Well, here's how we do this. Uh, Bing, or, you know, I remember a time when now we're thinking this person is going to remember this because I'm simple. I'm simplifying it in a way that isn't uh, uh, childish. I'm just right. doing it in a way that they yeah. can understand, personalize, uh, and remember means everything to people because that's when we 
any discussion we ever have, we're telling somebody a story. And the right. story's either good uh, <laughs> or it's bad, and that's right. all an experience is. Yeah. It's all it is is what somebody remembers, period. We don't have to sugarcoat it any more than that. If I, as a employee, a new employee, I've been here for 20 years, fondly remember, positively remember, hopefully joyfully remember the time I spent with you, with, we just did something really awesome yeah. together. And that was your fault. You made that. <laughs> <laughs> or you just chose to you know, choose here, select here, select here, select here, right. and then you're done. And then yeah. the first walk said, good God, what did I just do? Hope I don't regret this later. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's like delivering the, the light you talked about, yep. right? Yeah. Well, Ken, I know your time is valuable. You literally have a car waiting for you right now <laughs> to take you to the airport. So what did we miss? Uh, if there was one last tip you could give HR pros uh, from your work at Harley-Davidson and the rest of your illustrious career, what would it be? First of all, telling people what they expect to hear virtually guarantees they're not going to repeat it or tell somebody else, is that we have to be focused on building our own vernacular when we're speaking to the people that are important to us. And we do this intentionally because we want them to use that language when they're talking right, about right. us. Uh, and I'll give you an example of what, of how we did this at Harley because we found that by always talking about just the product and what we do, that we were essentially uh, commoditizing the playing field. Because we weren't, you know, from a utility standpoint, doing anything that a lot of other companies weren't doing. So we said, well, let's focus less on talking about what we do and the tactics and the strategies mm -hmm. and the whys for what we do, and instead put the emphasis on who we are using memorable language. So what we do is we sell freedom. Nice. We sell camaraderie. We stand for individuality, having friends, passion, visible, beautiful, passion. And when people use that language over and over, uh -huh. I could be in, in South Africa and talk to a young woman who bought her first motorcycle. And I said, why did you buy a Harley? Mm -hmm. My God, what a huge investment that is there. And within, you know, the first 10 words, I'm going to hear the word lifestyle. Why? Because that's, that's mm -hmm. how we want to be talked about. So get together with your, your coworkers, the people in the department, uh, you know, wh whoever is facing with and talking to the people that are mm -hmm. most important to you. Say, hey, let, let's talk about what those kind of magic words are of what we want to stand for. So right. when they're talking about us, that's the language that they're using. It's really not that hard. No, but so powerful. Yeah, I mean, there's another parallel too, really. I mean, we've all heard the power of word of mouth and sales. I mean, you same thing for word of mouth and recruiting and retention. Mm -hmm. Remember and repeat, baby. You need to say <laughs> yep. things in front of people that they will tell someone else about them. And that's the essence of reputation. It when is. People are saying what you want said. And there are so few brands that do that well. I think of Disney, I think of Magic, right? There are certain companies that just that have that. What are the words you want them yep. to use? So such a great thing for HR professionals to think about their company. What words do we want our employees saying when they talk about our business? Mm -hmm. When they're talking about our friends or recruiting other coworkers or peers to come work there, right? Yep. Cool stuff. Ken, thank you so much for your thank time. You. Super awesome. enlightening. I know our Thanks, listeners guys. will love it. Really appreciate it. Thanks My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. <laughs> Thanks for listening.